Welcome to Empowering Others Through God's Word by Words to Inspire. Our mission is to inspire you to know God through His Word, to know that there is hope for you and your future through God's Son, Jesus Christ. The podcast today was recorded on the week of February 22nd, 2021. On Easter Sunday, April 4th, our guest, Pharaoh, collapsed in her home due to a cardiac arrest from which she did not recover. Her family feels she would still want you to hear her speak about God's integrity and faithfulness. They hope you will be inspired in your own chase for truth after you listen today. Wow, here we are again, Pharaoh. And I'm so excited about this series that we're doing with you on God, who he is, what he does, and how it applies to us. It's powerful. Thanks for being with me again. So glad, Ruth. I'm enjoying it. I just, you know what, I'm encouraged even as we spend the time looking at God, I get built up and encouraged. It's, I think you mentioned at some point how this is not a, this is not something that you reach and then you stay there. No. Because life, there's an ebb and flow in life. And, and which is why you go back. You go back to the food. You go back to the light. You go back to the seed. You know, you go back there and how you're brought up with it. You're just lifted up. And I would say, Faye, you know, we're seasoned leaders in the Christian faith and teach the Bible, but we needed this refresher. Yeah. You know, we're just like everybody else. We face all of the circumstances around us. And this has been so exciting. And, and here we are at our fourth time episode together. Mm-hmm. And um, each episode, I seem to get more excited about who God <laughs> is. And it's yes. like, oh, I needed this refresher for yes. what we're facing in the world. So we pray today for all of you that are listening, that it will be just such an empowering time to look at God and who he is, and not live in a la-la land where we don't, or where we pretend that nothing's going on around us, but that we would take a time to fix our eyes on this God that we've been talking about in every episode. And uh, it's so exciting. And this is no less exciting than the other ones, because today we're going to talk about more than just a nickname. Now, that's an interesting title, Faye. What, uh, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, with these topics, you kind of say, well, what, what will fit? What, what fits what you want to say? And I think sometimes we think about God and, and, and think about who he is, as in Jehovah, God we don't really see everything that there is to him. But I really appreciate you actually, Ruth, taking me on this journey again, because what we're talking about is a story that I lived, is a journey that God took me on when I was feeling quite embarrassed that I was praising him with words that meant nothing to me. Wow. You know? So the next part of my journey, because the first part was just to... to when he told me to, to study the name. So I studied all those names that we just have learned to love and rely on and trust in. And, but I knew when I got those in there, it just, it really, I didn't understand what that scripture was telling me anymore than I did at the beginning. And I told him that I'm like, I've done that, checked, and it didn't work. 
And uh, so I, I heard in my, my spirit a, a quote from Shakespeare, what's in a name? Right. And he said, what's in anybody's name, Faye? Yes. So wow. that really, it took no time then when I started thinking about that, that there are four aspects to all of our names. Yeah. And when I took those, those aspects and then fit them into that verse, it just opened up something huge to me. One of the first one was the identification. Like when, when our daughter was born and we had moved from BC to Halifax and our family was all in Newfoundland pretty much. So we're in the hospital and I, I'm wanting my husband to call friends, you know, close friends and family and tell them that we have a little girl. <laughs> and he said, well, what's her name? And I said, I don't know yet. You know, we haven't chosen a name yet because we expected a boy. We expected oh. a little Richard <laughs> and we have a little girl. And uh, he said, well, I'm not calling them until I could tell them her name. And that kind of came back to me. Wow. That's and, interesting. Yeah. And it's, uh, your name is your identification. Right. You're not just a person. You're a, a, you're a named person. You're specific from all others. In Moses, remember when, when Moses, God called Moses to go to Egypt? Moses said to him, they'll ask me who sent me. Who am I going to tell them? And God said, I am. Tell them I am. And I mean, there's so much in that. But even God has a name that he, he said, I am all of those things, all those names. And he gets to, you know, yes. later yeah. on or earlier, he's like, this, that's who I am. And the second one is character as defined by attributes, goodness, integrity, or, or dishonesty or whatever. I mean, when, when, because I know you, Ruth, when I hear your name, there are a whole lot of things your character mm. comes before me. There are a whole lot of things that I see in you, that I know in you, that that's Ruth. She's just not some random woman that I know her name is, is Ruth Coghill and I know nothing about her. Your name brings all of these things to remembrance. The scriptures say that even a child is known by his doings. So Faith, let's just pause there for a moment. Yeah. I think as we carry on in this episode, that you're pointing out it's not just God's name that's important yeah it's our names yeah and you know in in many cultures the name identified the person's character as mm -hmm. well yeah right and yeah. Um, maybe elaborating on that but but you know we take it so glibly sometimes that our names and, uh, if you've had a nickname you don't you don't want to be identified by your nickname all the time no right no, but you know what? Sometimes your nickname that people give you is a description of your character. Yeah. They know you when they know you. Your character comes That's to mind, point. which is so important to realize that you are known by the things that you do. You are known by your actions. Even God, the scriptures say, is known by the judgment he executes. He's known by what he does, which is, and we take that back to his names all tell us what he does. He is known by what he does. Well, that brings us to the point that of, of the differing characteristics of God. Yeah. You know, judge, judgment is one that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. But right? you know what? Judgment is a great thing. That's right. It, it is, is a great thing because he's a righteous judge. Now, That's if you right. had an issue when you had to go before an earthly judge, Ruth, you would want a righteous judgment. And that righteous judgment would be so important to you. You want, in, in any country, in any situation, you want righteousness, righteous judgment. And, and you look for that. We need yeah. that. 
Judgment is not a bad name. No. It's not a bad word. It has all. a bad connotation, though, doesn't yeah. it? Because it if you're judged for something, it's the idea that if you're not doing anything wrong, there's no problem with a police coming up beside you and stopping you on the side of the road. Yeah. It's yeah. that kind of an idea, right? Yeah. But if we have done something wrong, then we have this uh, fear inside us. Yeah. So it's the judgment is is based on the righteousness when it's yeah. with God. I mean, there are so many stories, in, in, especially in the Old Testament, where people would bring things to the leaders and they would bring them to God. Is it okay? I'm going to tell you the story and I don't remember all the names and who they're related to, but there was this man who died and his daughters, he only had daughters, he didn't have a son left. And uh, they were not going to give the daughters the land that belonged to their father. They weren't going to give them an inheritance. And they brought it before the judge, and the judge went to God, and God said, give them the land. He made a righteous judgment on behalf of those those three daughters, you know. Yes, and yes. We, we, don't, we look at judgment as a, as a very negative thing, and, and uh, proper judgment is a beautiful thing. I think it it's, uh, could be coined, it's fair. Yeah, and and you know it's very right. it's, yeah. it's very easy in our world and in our lives to say this is not fair. So yeah. when we see fairness, when we see proper judges yeah. deliver proper you know outcomes yeah. for the individual, it, there's a sense of beauty and a sense of peace and a sense of it's fair. Wow, it's, that's so good. Another part of character that really helped me then was reputation. It helped me understand some scriptures that I heard read about God's name is reputation. That's how other people see you. That's how others view your character, their opinion of you based on what you say and do. As scriptures say, in Judah, God was known. His name is great in Israel. So there they're referring to God's uh, reputation. You know, they're not referring to his identification. They're referring to his rep- reputation. And God cares about his reputation. I mean, you've heard think, why? Why would God care about his reputation? Because our relation to him, our relationship to him, will be affected by his reputation. Mm. In Psalm 78, he gave very specific instructions to the children of Israel regarding their children. He said, tell them my works and my strength. Tell them my stories. Let them know who I am by what I've done and what I've said. We tend to think that we are going to bring our children to faith through telling them the right way to live. That this is the right way to live and that's the wrong way to live and you live this way. Because that's what God wants. You know, that's not what God said. God, he did say that when they know me, they'll keep my commands. But do you know what? He said before the keeping of the commands was the hope. He said, tell your children my works and my strength. Mm-hmm. And then he said, so that they will hope in me and walk in my ways or, or keep my commands. And when we want people to keep the commands when they have no hope and they don't know God. It's you impossible, know? isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. And wow. Which is why we have to go back always to the time with the Lord, to the to the recognition and the repeating of the stories of His stories in our life. Yeah, that's so interesting because um, you know one of the the things that comes to mind. Just recently, we had a, an online celebration for my father, 
and he um, he would have been 106 on February 1st on the day uh, actually our fourth child was born. So there are a lot of significance. And my nephew, he organized this event because my father was a wonderful man, uh, but he suffered from mental illness. And most of the family did not know him. Wow. And uh, he was a pastor and he only pastored 10 years and at 45 succumbed to this mental illness. And, you know, he went through years of mental anguish, hospitalization, shock treatment, all that was available at that time. But the family and, and my kids, they didn't know him because he was shadowed by this illness. Mm-hmm. And yet his faith in God was so powerful. And, you know, whenever he had to face a um, hospitalization or something, he would memorize a portion of scripture. Well, one of my frustrations was, how can God allow that to somebody that loves him? How can somebody that gives up everything and his character as a young teenager that came to the Lord, his character was known by the island island boys. And my, my uncle was a witness to that and shared with me before he died, the character that he had starting at 16 Unfortunately, it coincided with this mental illness. All I'm saying is that my nephew grasped the idea that there was something that needed to be told, that needed to be passed on to the generations ahead. And here, you know, his mother was, my, my dad's mother, my grandmother was a Christian lady, a praying lady, but his father was agnostic and laughed at him. And a lot of people did because he had this, fanaticism for the Lord and they kind of connected it with his mental illness but they were two separate things and I'm just sharing that story because as you're talking about the it's it's like a legacy that God wants about his greatness and now I feel so wonderful because I felt like very very inadequate as a parent because I, I wasn't able to bridge that that pain of of that stigma it's still a stigma in the christian realm very much and uh, so it's it's so important to come back and share the great things the lord has done i mean i I look at it now and i'm thinking he he poured into me through prayer and through demonstrating the value of the memorized word which i teach on now Mm. my love for god and my i mean that that started with him and it was passed down to his four daughters. And you know, when they're gone, it's like, oh, who now is going to carry on? Yes. So even saying what you just said, Faye, it's mm-hmm. very powerful. How we need to just talk about how wonderful God is. Yeah. Do you know when, um, as we said, we grew up in church. And this, I know I had wonderful, wonderful pastors. I, you know, I have great memories. And they gave me so much. But when my daughter was born, her, da- her dad was in, in the Navy and was gone quite a bit. And she was probably, I think, maybe around three when this event happened. She was sick. I was, uh, my friend was babysitting one night and I don't know where I was, but then I came home and she said, Faye, you're not raising that child right. <laughs> and I said, why? <laughs> and she said, she said her tummy was aching. And I said, would you like me to pray with you? And she said, no. When my mommy comes back, she'll give me some medicine. <laughs> and oh, I, I thought, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with medicine, trust me. But 
why would I not want to pray with her? And I recognized right away what it was. And that was, I didn't want, I prayed for her, but I wouldn't want to pray with her because I didn't want to, I didn't want her disappointed in God. Wow. Because I have been disappointed in God. When, when I, I treated a fearful situation in fear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I stayed in fear yes. about it because I didn't know God. Yes. The God that I knew at that point, I actually said to him one night when she was sick, I don't know what you've got against this child. She's perfect. I'm not perfect, but why won't you help my child? What a thing to say to God. I'm so glad I know him better now. Yeah. I'm yes. so glad. Yes. yes, but it was based on your experience. Yes. And that's why our feelings and our experiences are not trustworthy. Yeah. They're yeah. not for us They're, to develop yeah. a relationship with God. We, we, we understand that he knows everything and he could have done something about it, but he has a higher purpose. And when we identify, I'm thinking about, you know, for women during that time of the month, and I'm thinking about when a difficult situation comes and our emotions are not trustworthy, but we make decisions. We talked about that in an earlier episode. We make decisions in a time when we we cannot have a right decision because emotionally we cannot do that. Well, I kind of look at that, at that event at this, from my perspective now is I kind of go back to those children of Israel who were, the spies who went in to see the land and what, what Paul said about them. I didn't have an expectation of God. They didn't go into the land because they had no expectation that God would help them. They had no expectation that God had given them the land. And at that point in my life, with whatever my experiences had been or, or the teaching had been, I really had no expectation of God helping me, of God even helping my child. I had no expectation of it. I had, I wished for it. I had no hope for it because I didn't know God well enough to trust him. I didn't know God well enough. I didn't trust him, uh, know him well enough to believe what he said to me. I didn't, I didn't know him well enough to have hope. I had, I wished for it. I knew he, I knew he existed. I knew, I mean, I, I served Jesus. I was a good server. <laughs> you know? And uh, I was relying on my good serving, <laughs> you know, yeah. not on his goodness. My eyes were on me. And at that point, I uh, my eyes were on all the reasons why he would want not to yeah. have anything to do with me at that point. <laughs> but, you know, the interesting thing is that in scriptures, we see that God acted in such a way for his namesake. Anywhere where you see he did this for his namesake, it was because he wanted he he wanted to do what he said he would do. He wanted to to uh, do good so that his name would not be polluted before the heathen. Wow! And that wow. he would make his mighty power known. He wanted that even the heathen. Those, I mean, the, these scriptures come from the Old Testament where he, he was dealing with his chosen people, the people that he had chosen to show him self to the world, the people he had chosen to bring the Redeemer into the world. He needed a a people who would listen to him, who would believe him, who would declare his future, who would pray for the for the redeemer, who he needed people to do all that in the earth. And there's a reason why he needed people to do all that. Because back in Genesis, he gave a 
fair bit of authority to man. Yes, he sure did. And that's bringing you right to that fourth part. Authority. Authority Authority. is the right to make decisions and to act on them. And there are reasons why we have authority. We have authority over something that we own. And we have authority over something, or we should have authority over something that we've been given responsibility for. And when God gives you responsibility, he gives you authority. And when he gives you authority, he gives you responsibility. <laughs> I mean, there are lots of, lots of uh, situations on earth where you're given responsibility but no authority. And it's a very frustrating and ineffective place to be. Yeah, that's really interesting because that's bringing it back to what part we play. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a free gift of salvation, but yeah. there is a working out of our salvation. Yeah. To bring us to that place of sanctification. Wow, Faye, that's incredible how you have put to today four aspects of a person's name, identification, character, reputation, and authority. And uh, God can be trusted. Yeah. And uh, you're going to leave us with a scripture now. And, um, and then that's going to lead us right in to the next exciting part. So what scripture do you have for us for today? Well, you know, the one that really spoke to me at the beginning of my search, and it speaks to me all the time, is they that know thy name will put their trust in you. It doesn't say they that know thy name should put their trust in you. He says they will. Wow. So it it spoke to me and said, you know what, if if I'm having trouble trusting, it's because I don't know his name. I don't Uh. know his reputation. I don't know I don't know him. And so that's what I would leave it with. Those that know thy name will put their trust in you. Well, I'll tell you, if that doesn't motivate our listeners today to go and find out more about the name of God and God's names, the many names, no other scripture uh, would work because that, that is identifying the power behind his name. Yeah. So uh, what a lot has uh, been put into this this uh, time together and it's going to launch us right into the next session which is the linchpin and so all that we've been talking about now is coming to a head and we get to talk about the next part in this game changer session so thanks for listening and uh, for being a part of this we just pray that you would want to know your God and that you would find him faithful as we have. So see you next time. Bye for now. The previous six podcasts reveal in part the legacy of Pharaoh. Our mutual love for God's word drew us together. And whenever we were together, God's faithfulness always took over our conversation. I'm so grateful to Faye's husband, Glenn, and daughter Jillian, who have kindly allowed me to air these podcasts. I pray that the love Faye had for her Lord and Savior becomes part of your story too. Thank you, Faye, good and faithful servant, until we meet again. And to you, my listeners, check out our ministry at wordstoinspire.ca or contact me, Ruth, at wordstoinspire.ca. Tune in again. Until next time, bye for now.